Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where we tell the stories of local businesses and services. I'm Randy Bushover, and if there's a business or service you'd like to hear featured, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Doing something a little bit differently this segment, kind of talking a little bit more about a uh, subject that has uh, really cropped up in a huge way here recently uh, from a medical standpoint. That would be the coronavirus. And Dr. Joseph Chow, President, Chief Medical Officer with Western New York Immediate Care, joining me. And what can you tell us, doctor? Uh, First of all, what is a coronavirus for people who don't understand that? Yeah, sure. Coronavirus is a virus, and it's described as corona uh, because the virus itself, if you look at it microscopically, there's uh, particles that stick out, proteins that stick out that actually look like uh, crowns. And so that's how it got its name is coronavirus. Uh, But like many other viruses, it's really just one of many families of viruses that can cause various illnesses. And, you know, in this case, uh, predominantly respiratory illness. And how are these things formed? Well, viruses, uh, like other viruses, um, you know, they can they can form by mutating. uh, They can form by transmission. Difficult to say, but, you know, again, this is not a new virus. Yeah, and is this uh, something that kind of leads into why it's so difficult for for people to pinpoint um, where the origin was? Well, although we have a pretty firm idea now, but when these things first break, similar out cases like SARS, I think, is sort of related to this. That's it, right. That's right. SARS, is, SARS and MERS from, from many years ago uh, were similar. Um, uh, you know, more deadly at that point than, than what we're seeing right now. But you're right, with viruses, they can mutate, they can change year over year. Um, in this particular case, uh, coronaviruses are not only human viruses, but they are also animal viruses. So not only do you deal with mutations, but you can actually deal with the, the transmission, almost transferring from uh, animal to human. Um, and so that's very difficult to, to sometimes pinpoint. Well, I think in this point, um, I think uh, epidemiologists have uh, pinpointed that it did uh, potentially come from you know animals and making that jump uh, to humans. Right, and uh, I was just going to ask about in relation to that the mechanics of literally how this virus transfers itself from an animal to a human. Is it really literally as simple as you touch this infected animal and all of a sudden you've got it and then you pass it on and so on? Yeah, I can't tell you exactly if that's the case. It might be ingestion. It might be close proximity. Um, We know that it did make a jump, and certainly now it's human to human because we have cases that are outside of uh, the region in China. Um, And we know now that the transmission, you know, at least from human to human, is certainly infected secretions, um, aerosolized, so coughing, sneezing, things as such. And with this coronavirus, you say it's pretty much the same as viruses. So 
symptomatically it shows, presents itself the same way many or most viruses would? Yeah, r- really the, the aspect of that is viruses, there's no, there's no treatment. So in other words, antibiotics will not work against viruses. And that tends to be um, you know, certainly the issue with viruses. You can develop vaccines for them. Uh, we don't have one for coronavirus at this point, uh, but there's no you know, antibiotics that's going to help with it. Uh, but viruses, uh, you know, again, they can cause different symptoms. Uh, this particular virus, like many, such as the flu, you know, we, we get that every single year, causes fairly similar uh, symptoms. Um, but the important part about this is to ask about a travel history. Other viruses can cause gastrointestinal issues. So you've commonly people refer to as the stomach bug or the stomach flu. Um, those tend to cause more of your vomiting and diarrhea. Um, so viruses can cause a, a wide spectrum of, of uh, ailments. Uh, this one in particular is still more respiratory. Uh, at the risk of getting a little too scientific, is there a way to kind of simplify what it is about viruses versus bacteria that make viruses so difficult to combat with things like uh, you normally would with a bacteria? Yeah, with bacteria, there's certain, you know, down a little bit more into the science from many years ago from my training. Um, you know, bacteria has other characteristics such as cell walls that actually you can, uh, the antibiotics can actually, um, you know, destroy or stop the production. Um, so there are different uh, characteristics between bacteria and viruses that uh, make bacteria, um, I don't want to say easier, but you can develop antibiotics uh, for them. And you had talked a little bit, uh, we're speaking specifically again about this coronavirus going around, uh, the transmission, uh, ways that it is transmitted to mm-hmm. other humans now. Sure. And, and again, it's essentially it's um, secretions that are infected. So if we're talking about, um, you know, from your, from your nose, uh, potentially even uh, from your eyes, as well as coughing, those are the most common ways. And as far as the incub- incubation period, I understand that normally uh, things don't go for as long as this particular virus is, but it's uh, quite lengthy, which is surprising. It is, and this is what makes it very difficult. The The incubation period can be um, from a day to two all the way up to 14 days. Um, so if you think about that, that is quite a bit longer than what we're used to of several days, maybe a week at most, uh, makes it difficult to trace back because now you have to you know do a two-week look back. Um, so Two weeks is quite a long time to, let's say, if you, you know, if you need to quarantine somebody before they show any kind of symptoms, uh, makes it difficult also from a travel standpoint because you probably feel completely normal. Um, a lot of things can happen in two weeks, a lot of travel, a lot of uh, exposures within two weeks. So, yes, uh, a bit different uh, that it's longer. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about the coronavirus on Buffalo Means Business here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Our guest, Dr. Joseph Chow, President and Chief Medical Officer with Western New York Immediate Care. What do we know about those most at risk? Is this uh, similar to pretty much everything, the extremely old, extremely young? It does still tend to be that, yes. Uh, so people who have chronic medical conditions, uh, specifically any immunodeficiencies, um, chronic respiratory issues, chronic illnesses, uh, those still tend to be the, the folks that unfortunately are uh, most at risk. And again, you, you had already talked earlier about the fact there's really no treatment for the virus. So the treatment is the symptoms caused by the virus, right? Well, the treatment, the best treatment for it is um, it's really 
prevention. Uh, the treatment right now is completely supportive. And what I mean by that is if you have difficulty uh, breathing, you can get uh, respiratory support, oxygen. If you need uh, nebulizer treatments, if, if that would even help, uh, you can get that uh, maintaining adequate nutrition as well as hydration. Uh, some people, when they get very sick, uh, the appetite, the fluids tend to wane off, and that certainly causes uh, more problems. So at this point, it is entirely supportive. Now, when you typically get the cold or the flu, you're talking a week to 10 days, you know, symptoms present themselves, the, the height of it, and then things kind of wane. Viruses work the same way or differently? Uh, they, they, they work in generally the same way. Um, so the, the course of this would be relatively similar to a flu. Again, the, the big difference, at least in diagnosing, is the travel history. If you've been anywhere uh, in the Wuhan district or if you've been exposed to anybody who has had the virus or has some kind of exposure to it. So at this point, again, things can happen anywhere, but uh, there hasn't been any confirmed cases here yet, fortunately. What also makes this interesting is uh, my geography of China is not very clear. Uh, Wuhan is approximate to the capital and or Shanghai? My geography is not that great either, <laughs> but I'm going to say yes, I believe that's true. I believe that's and, correct. And that has kind of played in because certainly you have people going back and forth between Wuhan and those major cities and then from there to other cities, which is what has helped to spread it, I would imagine. That's right. If you look at, you know, when you talk about degrees of separation, it seems like it's a world away. It truly is. Uh, but with really with air travel these days, uh, you can get there within within a day. It's, it's no more than two or three flights away. Um, and you have business people, you have people traveling for vacation. And again, because it's two weeks, um, you know, this could have been this, you could have had people travel two weeks before it even started and then potentially affect other people. So you can see where the scenario can play out where uh, it seems like it's very far, but it can hit home very quickly. And uh, also it is uh, certainly spread to other countries. And uh, now these countries are having to necessarily curtail things like flights into China. So that is just one of the industries that is severely impacted by this. There's no question. The uh, air travel and everything that goes along with it, um, you know, vacations uh, will likely be canceled. I just heard earlier about cruise ships having people who've had fevers or quarantining, um, as, as well as industry. We, we talked a little bit about retail industry. Uh, a lot of uh, restaurants, shops are closed in China, um, specifically in that region. So this certainly has a, um, a business impact, not only a you know, human welfare impact. And while we talk about kind of trying to mitigate as best we can the, the further spread of this virus, the coronavirus specifically, what about the actual scientific part of trying to figure out precisely what animal or other contagion it started from? And I don't know if, if, if eliminating them is the correct choice of wording there, but making sure that this particular strain doesn't come back up again or something similar. Right. I think that that's still that's uh, pretty difficult uh, finding that out. Typically, coronaviruses can infect uh, bats, um, camels, um, other mammals. Um, finding exactly where it is, uh, again, I'll leave that up to the epidemiologist, um, uh, can be a difficult task. Uh, the virus has already spread uh, at this point. Um, I don't think we'll be able to eliminate all those animals. So I think uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tall task. Right. Now, um, as far as the, the people who have the infection or the, the virus in, inside them now, 
the treatment again uh, along lines that we've talked, just kind of managing what is happening to each individual case? That's right. Remember, um, this, this virus itself, the coronavirus family, is not a new virus. Um, it's been implicated in many uh, bad outbreaks of respiratory illnesses. This one is different and, again, has a, a different name. It's the novel coronavirus 2019. So that, that tells us that this is uh, one specific um, alteration, if you will, of a coronavirus that's been there for many, many years, and it's not a virus that we're not unfamiliar with. Um, but this one in particular has deviated somewhat, um, again, presumably from an animal to a human. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, the symptoms that we have had in this particular one does seem a bit more severe, um, but coronaviruses itself is, is not a new virus. And is it fair to say that every virus is necessarily bad or at least has negative health Im- impact on humans? Uh, I think there's variation into the degree of severity for it. Um, there's a lot of cold viruses, rhinoviruses that are, I'm sure everybody who's listening has probably had in their lifetime, they, they haven't and they get over it. Um, there's so many viruses out there, sometimes it's hard to uh, it's hard to diagnose specifically, uh, but we know the big trends. Uh, we, for the biggest example is flu, right? And we know flu comes all the time at uh, around this time. Um, they do present sometimes with different amounts of severity. It depends on if the virus has uh, changed a bit. Um, it depends on where it's coming from also. So period every few years, we do seem like we get uh, a bit more stronger strain. And again, flu is the classic example. We'll have a few good flu years and we'll have another year where it seems to be heavier. Yeah, and this seems to be one of those periods, correct, with the heavier flu. And then I'm guessing to, to tie it in with uh, your practice, Western New York Immediate Care, you're seeing an uptick there as well. Yeah, this year the the flu um, has come a bit early, the flu B specifically. Uh, Normally we start seeing the flu B in the later winter, early springtime, uh, but we had a flurry of uh, flu B even sooner than that, uh, uh, really within the past month. So it does make it a bit difficult when people come in uh, because the symptoms can be so very similar, and they they truly are. Uh, But again, as as it pertains to the coronavirus specifically, Really, what differentiates that at this point is really the travel history, exposures to people who, who've been exposed or have it. Right. Well, very much appreciate the, uh, the insight into this, and thanks for stopping by with it. My pleasure. That's Dr. Joseph Chow, President, Chief Medical Officer, Western New York Immediate Care. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.